Welcome to For Real Conversations, a podcast discussing the heartwarming and sometimes challenging world of life with our pets. I'm Lauren, a clinical animal behaviourist, and I'm going to embark on a journey to have honest conversations, discuss realities and share stories of the joy, love, occasional chaos, and let's be honest, sometimes stress and anxiety that our fairy friends bring into our lives. When it comes to our pets, the conversations here are for real. So today I'm going to talk all about the topic of aggression and give my experiences and thoughts on aggression in dogs and what it is and how we should be dealing with it. So aggression is probably one of the most common problems I see and I think it's without a doubt one of the biggest problems which impacts on the relationships we have with our dogs because at the end of the day living with a dog which is showing aggressive behavior is really stressful it can be scary and it can be worrying and so it's it's never a particularly fun situation to be in and depending on the context in which that aggressive response is coming from it can really really break down the relationship make things really really difficult And to be honest, there are so many different reasons why a dog may be aggressive or develop aggressive responses. And it's a really complex problem, which is rarely simple to resolve. It's rarely easy to explain and understand. I think there's so many misconceptions when it comes to aggression. I think there's a lot of outdated thinking out there around the idea that aggression is linked to a dog wanting to be the pack leader and show that make themselves known that they're the boss and want to put us in our place and that we need to put them in a place as a result and all that nonsense and that's exactly what it is to me it's nonsense because that's all being like disproven and we now have some really good science which helps us understand exactly why dogs feel the need to use aggression why they have some dogs have aggressive traits and why some Some dogs will kind of cope better than others in situations. We have so much great science out there now that we can take a much more educated, knowledgeable and understandable approach towards helping dogs and helping their owners if a dog is feeling the need to use aggressive responses. So sometimes it it is just really problematic and aggression does pose a really significant risk. And sometimes it's just a really, really tricky situation to be in. And a lot of the time in terms of my job with helping people and supporting people with aggression, it is a case of determining exactly how much risk there is. How much risk does this dog pose to people it's around, other animals it's around? And then how can we manage that risk? How can we mitigate that risk and actually help this dog get along in its environment? And I think that's a really important concept there to remember that we're bringing dogs into our environment so they are coming into our lives and obviously our human lives whereas it's really important to remember that they are dogs and that they have their own species specific behaviors which are going to affect how they behave and I think it's a really sometimes difficult concept to understand, but a really, really important one that aggression is a normal canine behavior. So that sounds really strange, I know, because obviously we don't want the dogs being aggressive, but 
aggression is effectively communication. It's how in a natural environment a dog can communicate, communicate with other dogs, with other species, with us. Obviously, they can't turn around to us and say, oh, by the way, I haven't been a headache today, so I'm feeling a bit rubbish. So, you know, I might be a bit grumpy or a bit less tolerant than usual. So the only way they can actually tell us these things is with their behavior. And often aggression will be a result of a dog making it very clear that they're not comfortable in a situation. So not always, but that's a very common reason for aggression. So that might be because a dog is fearful of something, because they're in pain and they just want to be left alone or you go to touch them and it hurts. So they're telling you, no, I'm not comfortable with this. And perhaps they are, you know, guarding something. Perhaps they're feeling threatened because they think you're going to take something away from them that's really important to them. There are many different reasons. But what aggression is in is a dog's desire or need or whatever to be pack leader. That's just not the case. And that's just a really simple way of looking at aggression, which is just really, really unhelpful. And why is it unhelpful? Because it changes the way we view our dogs. If we view our dogs thinking that they are wanting to be pack leader or whatever, then we're probably going to take a slightly firmer hand with them and make it known kind of where their place in the family or pack or whatever is. And that's not what we want. Because if you've got a dog which is feeling worried or threatened or needing that they need to protect their space or protect themselves or protect a resource or whatever it may be, then actually being firmer with them is not going to help them feel more comfortable in that situation. And it's probably going to make the situation quite a bit worse. So very often I work with clients who have seen maybe or seen previous trainers or behaviorists or works on the problem quite extensively. Maybe they've found advice online. And quite often they've just reached the point of finding nothing works and they find that the behavior of their dog has actually escalated quite a bit. And generally that can be because there just isn't that effective communication between them. They're failing to understand the dog and why the dog is behaving as they are and being aggressive. And equally, the dog is not understanding them and getting maybe conflicted feelings from them about what's going on. So it's a really, really tricky situation to be in, absolutely. And I do really feel for anyone because who who is living with a dog that started showing aggressive behaviours and struggling because it can be so so disheartening when you have this dog which you just absolutely love and is your world and then sort of seems to suddenly change and aggression can feel like it comes from nowhere and I think that's another really interesting point because usually aggression doesn't come from nowhere and in most cases dogs will use subtle body language to show that they're uncomfortable or feeling threatened or conflicted or whatever about a situation and they will gradually increase their responses until they maybe need to resort to using aggression such as growling and snapping and biting. Having said that sometimes dogs will learn that those responses just don't work and they will learn to become unpredictable and jump straight to the the really kind of threatening actions, so the growling and the snapping and the biting. So usually if a dog is has got to that point where they are just giving no warning and they are just reacting out of nowhere or overreacting out of nowhere and maybe really going for you, then often that will indicate that something's been going on for a while, so some sort of negative emotional state or underlying discomfort or reason 
where the dog has learned that they have no other option but to resort to those aggressive responses, those often extreme responses to let themselves known. So again, it's really important to remember that as problematic as that is when we're like living in a situation and our dogs are using those responses, because obviously it can be dangerous and it's horrible to live with, but it is important to remember that that is how dogs will naturally communicate. So again, if you're thinking about dogs living in a feral environment, if you think about feral populations of dogs, they will usually do everything they can to avoid using aggressive responses. So getting into fights is not great for them in the long term. It's not not ideal for kind of survival. And so usually dogs will try everything they can to avoid, you know, getting into fights and using aggression. But if they have no other option, then they will. And that's where things can go wrong if we start to use a firmer approach or, you know, be a bit full on with our dogs and ignore their communication attempts and effectively just expect them to fall into line and you know live as we want them because if we ignore that then some dogs will just learn that okay this doesn't work so I'm just going to tell you I'm not happy and bite you and each time that doesn't the communication doesn't work it's just going to get worse so I'm talking in kind of worst case scenarios here but obviously it does happen so we don't want our dogs to be feeling like that we we want our dogs to be feeling like they can be listened to and like they can let themselves be heard about how they're feeling in a less confrontational way. We want them to be able to communicate with us. We want them to be able to show their emotions. Well, certainly I do. I don't want my dog being bottled up with fear and frustration. I want them to be happy. I want them to be able to communicate how they're feeling with me. So that's not always easy. I mean, even obviously I'm trained as a behaviorist and a trainer, so I know what to look for. I know how to observe my dog. But it's, even that's not always easy because, you know, sometimes things are easy to miss. And yeah, so it's not not necessarily kind of a obvious thing, but the more we kind of learn to watch our dogs and actually understand that if they do maybe growl, it's not necessarily a really negative thing. It's perhaps them giving us a clue about how they're feeling. And then we can look into that and use that information to actually support them and ultimately build that relationship and make things easier between the both of us. So yeah, it all comes down to communication really. And that's, I think, where the problem often creeps in when that communication breaks down and we're not understanding our dog and they're not understanding us. So a lot of the time, management when is so, so important when we have aggressive dogs. So we need to think about why are they behaving aggressively? What can we do to actually help the situation? And quite often management is really useful. So for example, if you have a dog which is showing aggressive aggression because it's resource guarding, so that means it's it's perceiving an item or a person or a space or whatever as high value and it's wanting to protect that value. Then we need to think about, right, how can we manage the situation? How can we help the dog understand that they can have their item within their own space and that they're going to you know, be left here, obviously, as long as it's safe and suitable for them to have and actually give them some space and build up that trust so that the dog understands okay, it's fine. This item has high value to me, but it's okay. I'm being left to it. And 
quite often that's a, a difficult thing to achieve because again, resource guarding can be described as a normal dog behavior. Because if you think about it from an evolutionary perspective, a feral dog is going to need to protect its resources to survive. So if it doesn't protect its resources from, say, other dogs, then it's probably not going to do very well in its environment. So it's that normal aspect that we need to remember is not ideal under any circumstances in a domestic home. We don't want our dogs to decide that a bone you've given them is theirs and not let anyone else near it. But having said that, if we introduce these concepts from a really early age and we actually help the dog or puppy feel comfortable from the beginning, then that can make such a big difference to how things go throughout their life. So what I mean by that is we want puppies to learn from an early age that it's okay and that if they have resources removed from them, that it's going to be a good thing for them. So by swapping it out with something else and by just following principles that we actually kind of having that respectful relationship with our dogs and not just expecting them to fit into our lives and forgetting the fact that they are a different species and they have their own needs and their own behaviours that we need to make sure we're accounting for and actually building our relationship based on the fact that they're dogs and not humans and not these creatures that want to dominate us and take over the world because I can assure you that's not the case. Most dogs just want to peacefully live and you know, do all those doggy things like sniffing and digging and chewing and racing around and having great fun. So yeah, there's there's kind of lots we can do to manage the situation and really set our dogs up for success. Obviously thinking about the early start our dogs have had in their lives and how that's maybe going to impact on how likely they are to use aggressive responses. So for example, my rescue dog Poppy, she's got a bit of a an issue with feet so people feet so if she's sitting at our feet and we move our feet and I'm talking about it can literally be a twitch of the toe it makes her feel really uncomfortable and she will snap at us so she'll snap at the feet so this is a problem she's always had and always displayed ever since we rescued her at about six months old and we think it probably relates to the fact that when she was a puppy she we think she lived in a a car garage in Greece and we think she probably was maybe kicked or had some negative experiences with feet in her early weeks of life. Now it's really important at this point to remember that the early weeks of a puppy's life are super important. So they have a big impact on how the puppy then goes on to perceive the world in their later years. So we think with Poppy that she had these negative experiences during that time and now she she kind of has this negative association with feet I think it's probably been a bit was a bit traumatic for her as a puppy and so now she cannot cope with being near feet and then moving because it triggers this reaction for her so there's no warning it's just a a go and thankfully she has excellent what we call inhibition so that means when she goes to bite it's a snap so she doesn't actually ever do any damage so we manage this situation now so we don't let Poppy sit at our feet if we're eating at the table she's not allowed to sit at our feet because we know what will happen equally we don't encourage her to kind of like she she is allowed up on our bed with us but she has to stay up our head end because we know that if she sits by our feet and we twitch even slightly that will trigger a reaction from her So we don't want that. We don't want her to do that. But equally, 
it's such an ingrained response for her that nothing we do is necessarily going to stop it. So we manage that by just helping her by just putting, not putting her in that situation where, where she needs to feel like she needs to use that response. So that's just an example there of, I think, where a traumatic experience has impacted Poppy's need to use that response to, to know. And it's not necessarily even a, a response she's thinking about. It's just an automatic reaction that her brain has learned to, to go through when she's in that specific situation. So in that situation, the, our feet would act as a trigger to trigger that snap response from her. So we never really reacted to it. What we do generally just try to do is just encourage her away. And as I said, now we don't put ourselves or her in that situation. If we did start to react to her and say maybe, I don't know, make her feel threatened in any way. So whether we went to kick her back or shouted at her or even I think just got a bit firm with her. I think she would very quickly learn to feel even more threatened in that situation. And I think her responses would get worse, so they'd escalate. So at the moment, as I said, she just would slap and there's no contact and she doesn't do any damage. So, you know, that's kind of not a bad thing, really. So I think if we kind of reacted to it, she would intensify her response. And actually each time it would then start to get worse. And I think she would connect with the bike. And I think she would go for us and start to do damage. So it's really, really kind of important in those situations you think about what any actions are likely to mean for the future. Is it going to escalate that response in the future? So very often, dogs will suppress their behavior. So if they are feeling threatened and maybe, maybe say they've growled, maybe and somebody's told them off for growling, then they will sometimes suppress their behavior. So they will feel threatened and they will maybe show what we call appeasement behavior. So that could be something like rolling over on their back as if they want a tummy tickle. Not always a great thing if you see that from a dog. Um, as I said, they might like lick frantically. There are various things that the dog is using to let you know that they are not a threat. So we often think these things are really friendly behavior from our dogs. And in some cases they might be. I'm not saying they're, they're always bad things. Sometimes they are friendly behaviors. But more often than not, they are our dog's way of saying, I'm feeling a bit uncertain and a little bit worried in this situation. So I'm going to roll over on my back and let you know that I'm not a threat. Um, and so often if we are a bit firmer with our dogs in these situations, then we can trigger these appeasement behaviors. And what we end up doing is we end up suppressing their responses. So we're basically suppressing their emotions and telling them that they're not allowed to react and behave. So that can be really it is often perceived as obedience, I find. So people will go, oh, that dog's really obedient. And yeah, you, you could look at it that way. But when we actually look deeper and we think about the experience the dog is having, how are they feeling? Then we start to realize actually it's not a great situation at all because maybe they're feeling uncomfortable or frustrated. And the more those emotions kind of sit there underneath the surface, brewing away, it can create what I call a ticking time bomb. So the dog is suppressing everything underneath and maybe showing subtle signs that they're uncomfortable but not escalating their behaviour until one day something will tip them over the edge and they'll go, you know what, can't tolerate this. And that's when I find people see 
aggressive responses which seem to come out of nowhere. Because in that moment, in that context, they do come out of nowhere. So they're unpredictable. And that's what I find is really, really scary for people. And I've been in that situation with Poppy. As I said, the initial time she went for our feet, it was scary and confusing. And we thought, why on earth is she doing this? But when you actually delve deeper and you look into things, you can think, well, actually, there was those signs there over time. And this isn't necessarily something that has just literally come out of nowhere. There has been that background there. And maybe these things have been suppressed. So that's kind of my take on aggression. And uh, for me, in terms of actually helping people with aggression when they're struggling with their dog being aggressive or using these aggressive responses, and when their dog just isn't tolerating things anymore, then for me, I find it really important to actually look at what is underneath the surface. So what has caused this dog to be aggressive in the first place? And look at those things and see how these things interact together. So, you know, is there any chance that the dog is is in pain or feeling in discomfort? You know, have they got things that they are just, it's just making them feel really, really rubbish and they just can't tolerate people being near them. So they're using aggressive responses to let you know. Are they feeling really fearful or worried about something? And that's just, they're being kind of forced into this situation anyway. So they're feeling like the only way they can let it know is by using aggression. Are they feeling really frustrated with the situation? Are they feeling conflicted? So for example, is the dog being offered treats, but they're actually really worried about, I don't know, the person or the situation the treats are coming from. So there's all these things we need to think about and consider. And I'm just touching the surface there. There are so many different things to consider. And actually think about why that's happening. Because then when we really determine why it is, then we can actually, one, appropriately assess risk. So what risk is the dog posing in this situation? You know, can it, can we rebuild this relationship? Can we actually help the dog learn to live without needing to use these aggressive responses and potentially putting people or other dogs in danger? And then once we determine that, then we can move on to finding strategies that are actually going to work to rebuild the relationship between the dog and their owner or the dog and other dogs or whatever it may be and actually build things up and put a plan in place so that everyone can communicate effectively and we can help the dog learn to, you know, maybe build its confidence or we can address any pain or discomfort issues or we can, you know, help it learn to cope with frustration or whatever it may be. And what we're not doing is we're not suppressing that dog's emotions or feelings. We're actually telling the dog, okay, you are allowed to communicate. We want you to communicate. We want to know what's going on. We want to understand you. We want you to understand us. And then we're all on the same page and it's much easier to work towards long-term results. As I said, what I really don't want to do because I've seen it fail on many occasions and have really just awful consequences for both dogs and humans involved. What we don't want to do is suppress those emotions or feelings in the dog. We want to actually get to the root of the problem. So that's my take on aggression. Yeah, I I mean, I could go on all day talking about it, but that's, I think, my kind of main thoughts. So yeah, do let me know your experiences. And if you are struggling with your dog and you've noticed that they're kind of showing aggression at times, then absolutely do seek help from a professional behaviourist. And don't be disheartened. Just really, really... Think about what's going on with your dog. What communication attempts are they trying to 
to make with you, you know, what's going on. And do not worry about your dog trying to dominate you or get or show you who's boss, because that's just very, very unlikely to be the case. Thank you for joining us for For Real Conversations. I'd love to learn more about the experiences you've had with your pets. So message me on social media or drop me an email to let me know what conversations you want to hear. If you'd like to learn more about me and my dog or cat behaviour support options, you can head to my website, wagonpairpetbehaviour.co.uk. I'll be back soon to continue these for real and honest conversations. So until next time, remember, it's okay to take things one paw at a time. Thank you.